the, the difficulty of running, you know, like one mile to the next mile is not linear in the marathon. You know, the first 10 might be like, oh, I'm feeling great. Then all of a sudden that 11th one hits. This Runs Radio, episode 1188, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the old consult call, the old one-off chit-chat with me to try to work through whatever you know, whatever you're struggling with, running-wise, I guess, or otherwise. You know, if if uh, if you want to talk about other things, that's fine. That works too. Uh, but typically, you know, whether it's it's maybe an injury, coming back from an injury, not sure how to set things up for training for your next race. Maybe uh, we want to debrief a little bit. Hey, didn't have the greatest race. What do you think went wrong? How do, how could I adjust next time? Uh, maybe, hey, I had a really good race. What can I do to have the next one go even better? Uh, one way or the other, if there's something that you're you're struggling with, wondering about, not sure of, and you would like a little discussion, maybe a little clarity, a little nudge in Maybe not, I would like to say the right direction, but at least, you know, a little clarity into what next steps are are available for you and, and obviously allow you to make that decision of what is the right thing for you as well. Uh, that's what the consult calls are there for. You can schedule them as just a complete nutter one-off uh, or, you know, we've had people do this in the past where, you know, semi-regularly every, you know, three, four months, maybe something like that, we, we jump on a call. Uh, and just kind of, here's, here's how things are going. Here's what we worked on last time. What are you thinking for, for where I'm at right now or, or whatever the case might be. And it's kind of an ongoing thing, your call, you know, there's no, there's no long-term commitment or anything like that. Certainly just uh, 20, 30 minutes on the phone or, or the zoom or, or whatever works best for you. We chat a little bit and, uh, then you're on with the rest of your day, hopefully with an idea of where to go from where you are right now. So disruns.com slash consultation is the link. All the fine print is there, although I basically just gave you all the fine print as well. Uh, but you can you can read it for yourself. Click click the button at the bottom of the page to go to PayPal to take care of that piece of the puzzle. $25 is what it, is what it costs, just, just so you know. Um, and then once once that happens, you're directed to my scheduler. You find an open, open time on my, on my calendar and uh, I give you a buzz and we chat through it at that point. So disruns.com slash consultation if you're so inclined, if that would be something that would be useful for you. I'd love to chat with you, hopefully help you. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey y'all, uh, today's guest is someone that I recently got connected with on social media and after seeing several of his posts, I knew I really wanted to have him on the show to to get into a little bit of a deeper conversation, a little bit more back and forth than what you can get with 200 and whatever many characters as we get these days on 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 the X, on the Twitter, on whatever it's called these whatever it's called these days. Easy for me to say. Anyway, here we are. He's a coach for endurance athletes, which means that, uh, you know, we're probably going to get into some coach talk today, but uh, obviously also dig into some of his story, how he got to where he is today. So uh, let's kick things off by welcoming Mr. Paul Cleveringa to the show. And if you want to connect with Paul uh, on the social medias, same handle, both places, which we always appreciate, of course, Twitter and Instagram at T-E-P underscore Cleveringa. That's at T-E-P underscore C-L-E-V-E-R-I-N-G-A at T-E-P underscore cleveringa on the socials disruns.com slash 1188 we'll get you back to the show notes for today where of course we'll have uh paul's social media handles linked up uh obviously some photos from today cliff's notes version of uh the conversation anything else we talk about that makes sense to link we'll be sure to have that there as well disruns.com slash 1188 for the show notes for today so paul the way we always uh get everything started here on the show is with a pretty a uh, simple and straightforward question that uh, sometimes it's an easy one to answer for folks. Sometimes it's a little bit more uh, difficult because there's more than a few good options out there. But uh, that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, man. So my favorite distance is, I would have to say, ultra. So I've done a 50K and a 52-miler. Okay. Um, and I've done a marathon too. So I've actually never done anything shorter than a marathon, at least like an, in an actual race. Right. Um, and 
what I really found is that the ultra, the ultra distance is really what's for me. Like, you know, I've never been like a super speedy guy, but I kind of just enjoy the, you know, the mental aspect, the suffering of it, of just doing it for so many hours. And I find like, that's actually like something I enjoy in the training too. Like, I don't want to just have like a quick, you know, in high intensity training session. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I always feel just terrible and, you know, I probably should do it more just for my mental, but I like just going out and just running like just 15 miles on a Saturday morning and just feeling like my mind's clear. I've been outside for a few hours and, and it's just like already starting off to a good day. So I'm, the, the ultra is definitely what I want to do. And I definitely want to build up that distance to try, you know, those hundred milers, 200 milers or whatever, start getting a little crazy. Yeah. A lot crazy if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, yeah, it's just, those just have a little more, it's not like clout to me, but they just have a little more like that aura, that vibe where it's just like, man, I can't believe like a human can actually do this, right. so I want to go and do it. Right. And so many people can actually do it, so many people have run this distance, it's just like inspiring. So, you know, I, I do like that speed aspect of, you know, the marathon like Kipchoge doing it under two hours or like insane 5k fast time. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about just the, the distance for me rather than the speed. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I guess I have to ask probably, you know, got to be the most, the most, you know, the question everybody's screaming at their, at their device right now. Like how do you just dip your toes into like, I've never done anything race wise, you know, shorter than, than a marathon, like, like, you know, typical progression, whether you want to start with a 5k, or t- but like, you know, people build up and, I mean, I guess I kind of made the mistake. I did a 5K, 10K marathon, and it kind of skipped that whole half marathon piece of the puzzle. Um, but just diving into the the longer distance stuff, like I guess I guess really the question is, how do you how do you get started in the sport, Paul? That's how you you know were first introduced to to racing is you know marathon distance and beyond. Yeah, so I mean, it might just be a personality trait, but I'm kind of an impulse doer, okay. where I just dive head head first into things. Um, and I don't know if that's more of like a confidence in myself or uh, just you know arrogance, but yeah so yeah yeah you know the best but uh yeah so it was i've always been part of sports like i played soccer all growing up but i absolutely hated running like the only reason i was running was because i was playing the sport like you if you're saying you gotta go run laps and practice I, i would hate my life but around uh the beginning of the pandemic i was just kind of feeling a little down a little lost and just wanted something that's different and would challenge myself, you know, on a, you know, phys- like on a more than just physical, mental, whatever. It's something that's new. So, you know, like a lot of people probably, I watched a few David Goggins videos, you know, saw him running like crazy. I said, okay, let me give this running thing a try. So I was still in Chicago at the time. So I started running uh, almost every day, just you know, two miles at first, one mile, three miles, four miles, just whatever. Like I really felt like that day, not really tracking, just run around my neighborhood and absolutely hated my life at first, but slowly started to like it, saw the benefits of it more than just, you know, the getting better at physical running. I, I found a space to just like kind of clear my thoughts. Like I've never listened to music while running. It was just me in my own head, just enjoying you know, what I was seeing, the thoughts that were coming in my mind, um, you know, just being aware of those thoughts and just just focusing, you know, on my breath and all that stuff. Like I, I began to really enjoy it. Obviously, I had, you know, that beginning runners where I would just run, you know, hard as I absolutely can for three miles and be like, all right, I just I don't ever want to run again. But, you know, I slowly learned, you know, a little more of like the training principles, what works, you know, taking those easy aerobic runs build up that base, you know, have, have a little bit intense in some other days, but yeah, it was really just a tool just to escape my mind basically of overthinking and, you know, just being too much in your head. So I definitely helped my stress and my mental a lot. And then I moved to Washington DC for a job and for school and my roommate at the time was like, hey, dude, I'm going to run the Richmond, um, Virginia Marathon. You want to do it? And, you know, I just like kind of like I said, just 
didn't have too much running. Like I was just, you know, running those short distances, but I was like, yeah, sure, dude. Like, thanks. Thanks for asking. Like, yeah, I'll run with you. And he was like, wow, that was, that was pretty quick. I just kind of <laughs> threw it out there. <laughs> so we, yeah, it was good. Cause we, we started training together. We just, you know, found a, a random beginner marathon training program on Google, you know, altered it a little bit to our schedule. It was basically like running four days a week, having the long run on the classic Saturday, uh, you know, have like a speed session every other week or something, but you know, have the linear progression and yeah, so it, it, it was pretty fun. It was enjoyable doing like training for a first race with somebody else too, because, you know, it's nice to talk to someone on the run, push each other a little bit and talk about like, Oh dude, you like, you might want to work on this in your form or like, let's try this to strengthen our legs, stuff like that. So it was good. And go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't know. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So when the race came around, like it was probably the hardest thing I did up to that point in my life. And that like 0.2 seconds of crossing the finish line, that feeling of just being proud of myself. Like it, it was something I, I never experienced before. And I was like, yeah, like I could definitely get used to this. Like I want to see how far I can go with it. Yeah. Um, I'm just like trying to, trying to put myself in, in, I don't know, in your shoes, I guess, of like never really, like, like you said, I mean, you got, you got an aerobic base, you've done some running, but never like that type of distance, that type of, of scenario. And like, yeah, sure. I'll run a marathon with you. Um, but I guess, I guess the, the, the question is, did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into? Like in terms of, of, I mean, I don't know, some people I feel like I've, I've talked to and they're like, yeah, I signed up for my first marathon, not even know how far it was. Like, like how naive maybe is the, is, is a possible word. Um, but how, how aware of what you were getting yourself into were you when you told your buddy, yeah, sure, let's, let's do the Richard Marathon together? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I at least knew the distance. Okay. Like I knew it was the 26.2 miles, but I've had some, like, family friends who've ran it before, and, you know, like, my parents and some other people be like, yeah, those people are crazy. Like, they <laughs> ran a marathon. Like, that's crazy. And, like, the lore of the first marathon. So, like, I, like that's what I kind of knew, like, going into it, but I, I didn't really realize, like, how you would actually feel and how far 26.2 miles really is, especially like, I don't think I, before training, I don't think I ever ran more than like two hours. Right. So like all of a sudden you get into like 10, 15, 17 miles in training. You're like, dude, I didn't think humans could even go this far on their feet, but and then you yeah, start doing I mean, the math going, I'd still need another eight, nine, shit. 10, 11 more miles to finish this damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing I realized too, it's like the the difficulty of running, you know, like one mile to the next mile is not linear in the marathon. You know, the first 10 might be like, Oh, I'm feeling great. Then all of a sudden that 11th one hits and you're like, man, I'm feeling so low. And then that, like you get to mile 12 and it's like, dude, why was that the hardest one mile and the longest one mile my whole life? So that was another thing too. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I just ran 15 miles. What's what's another 11? Wow. And then you get this like 17. You're like, yeah, another 11's pretty tough. <laughs> there's there's a, a saying out there that I be, I believe in wholeheartedly. I don't know if you've heard this one or not yet, Paul, but it's that you know the halfway point of a marathon is 20 miles, and I think that goes right in line with what you're saying about the nonlinear you know increase in difficulty of the mileage. Is that by the time you get to 20, that last six, that's about the same uh, effort and uh, challenge as the first 20 might be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember mine. I think it was like. I was at like mile 17 feeling like, yeah, I could barely take another step. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, but, but you did it. You did it. How, how, um, you know, like you said, when you crossed the finish line, you were, you know, kind of had those feelings and, and and I've, I've kind of laughed to myself before people trying to explain it. I've tried to explain this feeling across them. You just can't explain it. But once, when you've done it, you, you, everybody kind of knows like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to say, even though it's hard to say, but you know, the feeling of pride, the feeling of like, holy crap, like, what did I just do? Um, but also with how, you know, countering that with how you just said you felt at mile 17, I'm like, I can't even take another step. Yeah. Uh, when, when you crossed that finish line, were you, were you pretty quick to, or, you know, how quickly were you like, yes, I want to do this again versus I know for me, it was from like mile 17 all the way to the finish line of the first marathon. I was like, never, never will I do this again <laughs> ever. And it took me months to like, be like, all right, well maybe I'll do that again. Um, and of course some people it's like, as soon as they get across the line, they're like, yo, I can't wait to sign up for the next one. Um, where were you on the, I can't wait to run some type of, whether it's another marathon or maybe even go beyond that, which we can get to, but, but how quick were you to go? Yeah, let's, that was, that was maybe not fun, but it was a good time enough that I'm going to do it again. 
Honestly, I, I think it was the whole time. I was thinking I, I want to do at least maybe I was thinking at least I'm going to do something different or at least go one step further. Like I never I never really had that feeling of like, oh, I never want to run again. But I did have that feeling where I was like, okay, I finished a marathon, but I want to do something different. Like maybe I'll go like I haven't run another marathon since, I guess, um, in a specific race. Um, but I always wanted to just take that next step. It's like, okay, now that I did this, what can I do that's even harder or even farther or what's, you know, even out of my comfort zone even more. So, I mean, I, I, that's what I was thinking in my head, but I can't really remember. Maybe at mile 17, I was thinking, you know, I hate my life. Like, why did I ever do this? I want to go back to my bed. You know, like, you have all those thoughts for sure. But, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. Just It was just that going from such a low in terms of, like, pain and suffering to just the highest high crossing that finish line, like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, but, you know, unless you experience it, it's one of those things, I think. Totally, totally. I totally agree with that. Um, and maybe it helped that having, like, I, I was going to ask this a little bit earlier, but maybe it, it helps to come back to it now. With your friend that you were running with, it sounds like maybe maybe he was a little bit uh, more experienced as a runner or, or like, and I'm just wondering, I guess, maybe if, if you know, you kind of said having him help you with the training runs, things like that were, was useful. Um, but maybe maybe that was part of the, you know, just knowing that, that you know, ha- you had some support. I don't know. I I just know that, I mean, I went, when I did it, I was kind of had no clue what I was doing. I was all by myself. And so mm-hmm. it was much, maybe much easier for me to just be like, hell with this and, you know, eventually get my way back. But, you know, like what role in, in that whole process of obviously signing up, he played a big role, but like training race day, did y'all run together? Like how did that all shake out with the two of you? Yeah. So on race day, the unfortunate part was that um, my friend, like he was more experienced in running, but this was both our first marathons. I think he did a half and a 10 K beforehand or something like that. But unfortunately around mile, like eight, he just started getting like terrible quad cramping. So he was just like, dude, go like, don't wait for me. And I never saw him again. Like he, he was having bad cramping for some reason the whole time. Uh, I mean, at that point we, we didn't even know what electrolyte was. So, you know, like we just fueled with, I think we walked a Starbucks, got us, got a coffee and just <laughs> drank some water and carb. Yeah. Like, so we were just like, eh. so yeah, unfortunately he, he, uh, was really in the, uh, the, uh, suffering pit. Yeah. So unfortunately I think we didn't, we only ran like the beginning together and I just remember just really looking at each other and be like, bro, we like, we need to not speed up. Like we know like where our pace generally is. And we kept like kind of going a little faster just cause you know, like the Richmond marathon is like pretty cool cause you run through the city a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so many DJs, so right. many people just out there. So you're just like getting amped up, the adrenaline's going. So you're on mile two and you're just like, oh, I just ran like a minute faster than I should have. <laughs> right. right. And it feels, and it feels good at mile two. So you're like, yeah. whatever, go with it until, uh, you know, you get to mile whatever and it doesn't feel so good anymore. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was good to have like someone there to like, kind of like, at least catch yourself a little bit, have a little bit of control, like self-control back dude, we need to slow down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely, it definitely made it a better experience doing it with somebody else. But like for the training and stuff, we, we were both, we both kind of have that personality where we see a lot of value in being able to train yourself. So we were doing a, like a bunch of research, like on our own, like, you know, wh- what works, what hasn't worked. And then we're implementing that into our own training and seeing how it, we react and we, you know, can reflect from it and just iterate from there. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then back to, to the finish line. So like, all right, that was great. Feeling good. Having all the, all the feels, but also like pushing myself farther. I mean, you know, forgive me for maybe asking a a slightly leading question or I don't know what, maybe not leading (laughs) question, but like if you didn't know what electrolytes were, which is fine. I mean, everybody's learns everything at some point. I don't know that I really knew what they were at at some points either. But like, did you know that ultras were a thing or were you just like, I just want to run a marathon and then run a little bit farther? Like, like the idea of going farther, like, like, did you know that there are races farther than, than a marathon at that point? Yeah. I mean, you know, from the, the initial running back in 2020, the David Goggins video, yeah, you know, he ran like pretty far. You know, I, I might not have known 
you know, like the ins and outs of like ultra marathon, all the distance. But I know like, you know, he was running like a hundred miles and I was like, God damn, that's crazy. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if you could swear on this. Nah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Like I saw that, but also, you know, like years ago when I was a kid, I saw one of the, um, the Ironman, like there's a YouTube video or a commercial for, it. I figured like my dad was watching the Kona world championships. And I saw that as a kid. And I always remember being like, wow, that's crazy. Like I want to do that one day. So after I finished the marathon, like that was one of my goals after that was to do an Ironman. So I did do, I did do an Ironman this April. Lord. So it was like, I don't know. I think I always had in my head that like, yeah, the marathon's good, but like I've, I've, I'm aware of things that I think are like kind of beyond that at least for my own like perception so yeah crossing that finish line i was like okay I, I did this now let's see if i could do this other stuff that i thought was epic like growing up or you know from the david goggins videos i love when somebody says something that totally i don't want to say catches me off guard but i had no idea it was coming and his idea of you know oh yeah i just and i did an iron man too um <laughs> which we've had we've had these conversations or i've had these conversations with folks before but um for for lack of you know, or I guess for forgiveness, I'm asking for forgiveness before I ask the question of the, the worst question in the world that I've asked to several people. <laughs> um, I mean, you've run a marathon as a standalone. You've run a couple of ultras. We'll get into that here in a minute. Um, and maybe maybe it's a tougher comparison to make because of only doing the one road marathon in and of itself. But the difference between a marathon at the end of an Ironman and the marathon by itself, I mean, other than, you know, you've been warming up for whatever it is, 10 hours, 11 hours, eight hours, whatever long it took you to get through the swim and the bike. Um, I don't know. I mean, what, how much, how much more of a challenge other than the obvious of like, you're way more tired before you start is uh, a triathlon marathon versus an Ironman marathon. Excuse me. Let me get my verbiage right there versus, uh, you know, just a marathon in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, it, like it, it was, I say towards the end, like it was kind of about the same, but yeah, just starting the marathon, the first like 20 miles the first was half just. The marathon was brutal. <laughs> uh, like the first step was brutal. You know what I mean? Like mentally and physically, just because you just like, man, I've just been working my body for like the last eight hours and now I got to do a marathon. And, you know, you come right off the bike, so your legs are already like destroyed. And you're like, wait, how am I even able to stand after this? <laughs> but then you kind of just get your. Like, I just remember I just started running and the first two miles were way harder than like the next 20. Really? Like it was once I started kind of getting my groove and getting the nutrition in, mm -hmm. you know, especially those electrolytes, but whatever, you know, like there was a, there was an A station every single mile. So it's like, I was taking it as like little small milestones rather than looking at it as like a full marathon. Mm -hmm. I was just like, let me just make it one more mile to the next A station I'll be able to treat myself with a little bit of water, you know, like a little bit of food. So it, it's just like a whole different experience, but it, it was very interesting seeing how it almost became like, once you started kind of getting in the groove of running, it, it became like not easy at some points, but a lot easier than it was like right at the start of the bike or right at the start after the bike. So it, I mean, it was, it, it's, it's just like mentally taxing just sure. going for that long. But I don't know, man, like there was, there was just some crazy people there. There's some 80 year olds doing it. Like, so it's like, all right, I, I have to keep going because there's still like, there's amazing people doing it with me. Like, so there's literally like any, like, I mean, any race, but the inspiration level at the Ironman was like something I've never experienced. It was crazy. Yeah. I can, I can only imagine. And, and, um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again that right now triathlon's not on my radar because, um, like I can swim, but I can't swim, which sometimes sounds ridiculous. But like <laughs> the difference between like I'm cool, you know, get me in the water, throw me in the lake, whatever, in the pool, whatever. Like I'll, I'll splash around and have a good time, but like swimming for what 2.4 miles or even you know 1.2 for a, a half Ironman, like that's just a different that's a different level of swimming that I have no desire to to get to. But who knows? Never never say never. Maybe someday. Um, but, but coming back to, to running a little bit, or at least maybe, you know, tying into, to, you know, the triathlon to the running, um, obviously for, for an Ironman, I mean, you got to spend some time training, not just running, but like, you know, I have got to spend time on the bike, spend time in the pool. Um, I'm curious how, how you, you know, 
the impact that, that you noticed felt, um, and I don't know what kind of cross training you may have been doing beforehand, but like, obviously there's a forced level of cross training for Ironman preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did that, you know, how notice just overall body, how your body's feeling, body health, things like that, but also maybe specifically into running. Do you notice a difference, you know, coming out of Ironman this, this spring, um, and how you've, you've felt on your runs through the summer? Yeah, I would say training for Ironman improved my running a lot. I mean, just like my aerobic capacity was just huge because like, you know, your body doesn't really know internally if you're swimming, biking, running, but if you're working that system, you know, three hours a day, like swimming, biking, and the next day you start running, your body's like, oh, like we're getting so much work done aerobically that when I started just running after the Ironman, I was like, oh, like. I feel so like I literally felt so good. It made no sense, but you know, it actually made perfect sense. You know what I mean? Like there is some skill obviously to the sport. Like you have to be good at, you know, riding the bike at swimming, but just like the baseline fitness, like each individual sport is going to help you like training for one sport is going to help you in the other two, right. which I didn't fully put that connection right. Like two to two together when I started but like as I was progressing, I was like, oh, like my running is getting better or like my biking is getting better. And now my running is getting better. Like my legs are getting stronger. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a lot of training, but it definitely taught me how to manage my time yeah. and kind of how to like, for instance, the pool, like my pool that I was swimming at um, was about a mile away. So I would take, I would run to the pool rather than drive or take the metro or anything because I was like, all right, this is an opportunity for me to get some running in. Like maybe it's not like a perfect workout right. per se on paper, but it's like I care about that incremental, you know, gains and work over time is going to pay out way more than just trying to fit, like put the perfect workout together. So I would like run to the pool, get my pool session in. And then finish off like whatever. If I wanted to do like four or five miles, I would just finish off those miles like on the way home and like run around, you know. So I, it, it definitely got me good at like optimizing and managing my time. But also, yeah, you just got to make sacrifices. Like I had to wake up early before work, you know, my lunch break. If I'm like, all right, I'm just going to like ride my bike for, for an hour, you know, like you, you definitely have to do all that. But yeah, like it, it was definitely all worth it just from all the the gains and uh, crossing that finish line, I had the same feeling of just, you know, being proud and, you know, putting a hundred hours or whatever of training in for that 0.2 seconds of good feeling. Like it, it was definitely worth it. <laughs> well, and, and plus at least as I, again, I'm not, an, I'm not an Iron Man. I've never, I've never done one. I've never, I didn't even stay at a holiday Inn express last night, but I, I understand <laughs> that when you cross that finish line, you get the whole, you know, Paul Cleveringa, you are an Iron Man. Yeah. Like, that's pretty badass too. Yeah, yeah, it it was pretty badass crossing the finish line, and you know I'm not gonna get the tattoo, but yeah, some people just next day start you know get that Iron Man logo tattoo, you know it's it's definitely an interesting thing, but yeah. Do you see yourself doing more Iron Man races, or is it kind of a, a one and done scenario? Uh, not in the short term, mm-hmm. but like I would see myself doing another one. I just you know no offense to Iron Man, but yeah, they're just expensive, man. That's like true, hundred percent. And I did um, Ironman Texas, so I had to fly there, like, get my bike. So logistically, like, getting to the race, like, once I started the finish line, I was like, thank God I got here. Like, it was just so much work. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and the training is a lot. Like, that's the one thing, like, I'm focusing more on is the running now. So it's kind of, it, it feels kind of nice just to focus on one sport <laughs> instead right. of three. Right. Um, so it's focusing more on running. Which I, which I mean, obviously I'm, I'm a running guy, a running show. Like that's, that's, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that, but I'm curious if, you know, because of, like you said, just how you felt, um, the volume of training, like it may not be as much, but, and, and I, it's a predicting, another predicting the future question, which those are always terrible questions to ask because who even really knows, but <laughs> do you see yourself including more, um, cycling and or swimming as part of the routine to make to to kind of you know continue to build the health more i don't want to say more holistically but kind of you know at least the the aerobic system hitting it from different angles um or really narrow you know nailing down and being more just just run focused with with both training and racing going forward 
Yeah, like so after like when I was training for the the ultra marathons, I was basically I was just doing just running. And I'm a big I'm a big believer in strength training, so I also lift and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I wasn't swimming or biking at all. I I think mentally, especially for the bike, I just I just need a little bit of a break off the saddle. Like I just didn't want to do it anymore. But now I don't have I'm not really training for anything specific right now. So I've been swimming about once a week, maybe biking once or twice every two weeks. So I'm definitely like I see the value in changing up, having a little bit of cross training, um, especially just to give like just my my running legs a little bit of a break, but still work, you know, that aerobic system. Um, yeah, like I, I cause it also it's just fun for me. Like I do enjoy swimming. I do enjoy biking. And especially if you're not training for anything, it's like, well, I'm gonna get a good workout and have some fun while doing it. So there's definitely value. Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, you know, it's, it, this, this is definitely, and, and people that have listened for long enough know that I'm, I, I'm no, no shame in, you know, do as I say, not as I do, but like, you know, it's just, I, I, have had bits and starts of, of getting on the bike a little bit more, getting in the pool. I've never really gotten in the pool that much, but <laughs> in, in theory, I keep telling myself that this is, you know, this is the summer and now summer's almost over. So maybe next summer will be the summer that I get in the pool a bit more. Um, but I just like running too much. And I, you know, I do the strength yeah. training stuff too, which is, which I agree is totally, totally uh, important and valuable and beneficial. But like, I'm convinced in my head that if I would, if I would get on the bike a little bit more and or the pool, you know, not, not, extensively but once or twice a week between the two things between the two disciplines or once once a week and rotate or however um it would be good for me yet i just never never seem to make it happen probably because i don't enjoy it as much and if, if you have the joy of, of doing those other activities um you know you still have fun doing it but also build the fitness in other ways which is which is i mean again i think it's i think it's a good thing if, if you can make it work yeah i mean you definitely have to enjoy what you're doing but also like I, you know, I think for a lot of people, if you just do one thing, like if you want to get good at running, you just got to run. And if you run a lot and you and you build up your running progressively, gradually, like you're just going to get better. Yeah. You know, it's always good to try something different. But if, if running all day is going to make you better, then you might as well just keep running. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, that's that's a good point, too. And, and it's, it's you know, like anything, there's a, there's a balance because like, yeah, if running is the sport you're going to compete in, um, you got to run like that's yeah, that's that's a, a necessary piece of the puzzle. But you know, at a certain point, and I don't, you know, for everybody, the points can be different, but like, you know, whatever, if you're running, if you're running six days a week, would run in five days a week and having that one day where you're still working out, but hitting yourself from a different, you know, hitting muscles a different way, working the body a little different, maybe taking some of the pounding off, would that be beneficial? Like, you know, it, would it be detrimental to take that one day from running and, and do some other type of activity? Probably not. But, you know, again, you got to, you got to do what you enjoy doing. And, 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 you know, there's multiple ways to get to the start line and the finish line and do so health, healthily. Um, so I guess, I don't know where I'm going with that other than like, you gotta do what you gotta do. But um, yeah, again, maybe next year I'll be in the pool more is what I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to try out new things, see how your body reacts and, you know, analyze it, see if it's worth it. If it's not worth it, then you go back to, you know, you try something new, you go back to what works. But Absolutely. yeah, I mean, I like the pool. Like the, the one thing that I did find valuable that translate from the pool to running was the breathing. Like I, I mean, I couldn't breathe for my life in the pool when I first started swimming. Mm-hmm. But like, as I got better at that, kind of calmed me down, and I saw like the value of actually breathing, like the value of breathing for running too. Like, you know, maintaining a solid breath, breathing, you know, through your through your gut, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's kind of one thing that I saw from it. But yeah, I mean, if you don't want to go in the pool, you know, don't force yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But but I think I, I think that's that's a good thing to 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 recognize because I would have never thought about the value of learning to breathe in the in the pool because that's that's certainly an area I struggle with too. It's like like you, you get three or four good breaths and all of a sudden you're you're drink down half the pool water and and you're like well, how the hell did that and then you know it's, yeah. it all goes sideways from there. But getting in that pattern and being relaxed and and like you said breathing breathing deep, um, I could see that translate. That's that's a, that's that's a good observation and yeah something that that. Um, again, if, if swimming, it works for somebody, that's another one of those little side benefits that might come from it. Um, ultras. So it sounds like if I'm, if I, if I heard you correctly, and obviously correct me where I'm wrong, the, uh, the Ironman was this past spring and then the ultras came after that. So I did a 50 K last November, then a 52 mile after the Ironman in June. So the 50 K was just, um, I did it on my own. Like I just wanted this. 
it was sort of a spontaneous thing, you know, like whatever my personality, diving head first. I did a, um, a half Ironman last year in October. And then I kind of, I just kind of just need a little bit of a break from training. So I took a couple of weeks off, but then after that I was just kind of focusing on running. Um, cause I knew I wanted to do the Ironman. So I was kind of slowly getting back into it. And I just had something in my head where I'm like, you know, I just want to just, just run a 50 K. So I was back in Chicago at the time and it was like 20 degrees and I just set up on this four mile path that I knew around my neighborhood, put all this like food and water out front of my house, like in my garage. So it wouldn't really freeze, but it ended up freezing. And I just ran this four mile loop until I got the 50 K and it, it was at that point it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I was like, I just destroyed myself because it was just like, I didn't really train for it. But like I was running a lot of the time, and I kind of just wanted to see, like let's just let's just see if I could do it. And it it was good, but I definitely hurt my uh, my uh, left hip flexor during it though. So that that was something that I learned that I just was had the weakest hip flexors ever. Wasn't training them, so you know the more you do, the more you learn. Absolutely. Running running circles for sounds like about eight laps, if my math is correct. There. Um, I've done an ultra like that, but uh, it was a proper, I don't want to say that yours was not proper, but it was, it was an actual race. So there was, you know, other people and there was, there was aid station, like a proper aid station, not just, I mean, I've done them. I've done some stuff where I've just kind of set up my own aid station too. Um, and I feel like for me, at least that's, that's a little bit more of a struggle, especially for the longer races. Like it's nice. Like I'm not a super, uh, chatty person while I'm out there running, but like nice to see somebody once in a while. It's nice yeah. To, you know, when you pass somebody or somebody passes you, you get the, Hey, Hey, good job. Yep. Keep going. You know, that type of thing that, that you get out on, on, especially on looped courses where you might see somebody several times coming and going or however it shakes out. Um, but doing a, a looped course for your first 50 K by yourself on your own loop where there's nobody else really running, but you, um, <laughs> I mean, to me, it sounds like you didn't, you didn't tilt the odds in your, your advantage for it. So of course <laughs> it was the hardest thing you ever did. Um, but, but, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with this other than in typical fashion. Where am I going with this? Um, like that had to be a huge mental boost, if nothing else. Be, I mean, obviously physical boost too, of running that far and, and maybe hurting yourself, but learning some things, but also like the mental strength that you gained from something like that, arguably more than you would have gained from doing a proper 50 K like a, again, a proper race 50 K where it's whether it's point to point loops or otherwise, like, you know, you could have stopped at any point when you ran back by your house, but you kept going and there's, there's mental muscle to be gained from that. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And just being alone, being your own thoughts, you know, like if you're, if you're in like another race, at least you could like kind of talk to people for a little bit, but yeah, like every time I passed my house, I was just like, is this really worth it? Like, why am I out here? <laughs> and it, yeah. Like, and I, you know, it was like 20 degrees. So I had like a bunch of layers on, I had gloves on, I was freezing and I was just like, you know what you told yourself you're going to do it. So you just, you just got to do it. Like just keep going. And my brother was home uh, at my parents' house at the time. And I remember him coming out like when I was at like mile 24 and I was looking at him like, dude, my left hip flexor is dying. Like I, why am I out here? He's like, dude, just keep going. Like, like why would you come inside? If you come inside right now, like you will regret it for like forever and you'll have to run it again. Like imagine running it again. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's a good point. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> So yeah, it, it was at least nice to have like some encouragement, but yeah, there was, it was definitely some mental gains. Like my parents afterwards were like, Hey, you want to go out to dinner? I'm like, yeah, might as well. <laughs> I guess I'll, <laughs> let me just, just wheelchair myself to the car real quick. But yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah, the, the, um, the 52 mile ultra that I did in June was even harder, but at least this one was an official race. So it was nice. It was, it was here in, uh, Virginia. So we, what I didn't know is that around DC is actually some good trails. Mm -hmm. So this woods, the pitch black by yourself, just a headlamp on. And I remember signing up for it, like, you know, getting that quick dopamine rush. I'm like, Oh dude, I'm tackling my fears here. Let's go. And then being out on the race and like at midnight being like, Oh, I'm, I'm a little bit like nervous now. <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that race was epic. Like there, there was no doubt it being at night made it even like a lot more fun. I I feel like like running the trails in the in the dark um is so tricky because it's just like like I don't feel like I ever see any 
I mean, I guess I see some of them, but like, like I just I feel like I can see the the trail so much better in the daylight for obvious reasons, right? Like instead of just having one yeah. little scope of your of your headlamp, you have all of the the daylight going on. You can really kind of see farther ahead of what's coming. Are there rocks? Are there roots? Things like that. Um, and so, man, I, I just feel like that trail running at night is just. Oof, it's, it's sniper central out there. Some, something's going to take you down and you're not going to see it coming, um, which happens in running the trails in the daylight too. Let's not kid ourselves, but mm-hmm. um, man, that's, that's, that's a good challenge. And, and uh, how'd you feel coming out of that? You know, 50, 50 odd miles, 52 miles. That's, that's a long way to run. I, surprisingly, like I felt pretty good. It made no sense. Like I, I mean, I had a terrible night's sleep that night, but the next morning I was like, all right, my legs are a little bit sore. So I went for like a long walk and like, honestly, I was feeling better. But yeah, right afterwards though, I was like, yeah, someone give me some food. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like whatever it is, don't care. Like just bring it to me because yeah, I don't know. Mentally it was pretty tough because it started at 6 PM and I, like I didn't nap or anything beforehand. Like I just couldn't sleep. Like I was trying to take a nap the day before. So you kind of been up for like over 24 hours too. So you're just like, what is life? Like, you know, my brain's functioning like a two-year-old right now. <laughs> so, no, it, yeah, it was good. And I think, like, this is kind of similar to what you were saying before, but, like, just being able to talk to people, like, I think that was the best yeah. part of the ultra. Like, I ran with two other guys for the last, like, 10 miles, and we were just pushing each other. Like, I definitely wouldn't have finished as fast. Like, and we were just having, like, a, just a good conversation. It, it almost just felt like we just became, like, friends forever. You know, we hugged at the finish line. Like, it just felt good to be able to, like, go through something and enjoy with somebody else, talk to them. You know, like, we all, you know, we might all do some hard things, like, you know, to better ourselves self- selfishly, you know, but there's always a lot of selfless things that you could do and a lot of community in these things. So, like, that's that's one thing I just love about running and I've always loved since I started. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mean, I, we've heard variations of that story from, from lots of folks over, over the years on the, on the podcast and just shoot, just, you know, conversations with runners on social media or in person or whatever. Um, but I, I feel like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you've, maybe you can agree or maybe you don't have as much, uh, various experience at races between, you know, road races and, and trail races and, you know, multiple, multiple races. Uh, but I feel like, like on the road in a marathon, uh, there's so many times where, you know, you know, people have offered me encouraging words. I've offered encouraging words. Um, and occasionally we might, we might sort of be at a point where we're running pseudo together and then we just kind of loop up and, and go. Um, uh, but man, in, especially on a trail ultra, uh, I think just about every time I've run one of those and I've only run whatever, five or six, so it's not like I have tons and tons of experience there, but like just about every time it's either been like somebody's purposefully drug me to the finish line um, <laughs> in terms of they could have kept going and I was struggling. They're like, no dude, come on. Like you're coming with me Yeah. or, you know, once or twice I've done that for somebody else where it's like, man, just keep going. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we're, we've got, we've got four miles left. Um, we're going to do this to, and it's like total strangers, right? Like people yeah. I don't know, they don't know me. We've never, we've never, we, we never, we didn't share Twitter handles. We didn't share those. Like, I don't, I've never talked to this person since then. They've never talked to me. Um, but, you know, at the end of a, of a 50K or for, for me one time, it was a, a 45 miles as long as I went. Um, you know, we just locked in for the last three or four miles. And, and um, man, what it, what it again, like it, it's just one of those cool things that, that running provides and especially race day provides that, I don't know, we don't get that as much in the real world anymore where it's just like, hey, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to help you. And it doesn't help me at all. There's nothing in it for me. Yeah. I guess there's good feels, but like, I'm going to help you. Let's go. And, you know, it's just, this is a cool thing about, about running for sure. Yeah. I mean, you just want to see like other people succeed. Like it, it felt like there was no competition at the ultra. Like mm-hmm. even the guys that were in, you know, first that you could see them at one point, like when you were looping off a water and they're just, you know, telling everybody like, yo, come on, like let's catch up to me. Like, and I remember even when I was running with the two guys, one of the guys kind of had to walk for a second. We're like, all right, we'll walk with you. Like, dude, we're finishing this together. You know, we're like at mile 48 and one of them's like, all right, we're running up this hill. I'm like, fuck, like I wouldn't have ran up that hill. Like <laughs> if like I'm walking this hill, if I was by myself. So yeah, like, you know, obviously there's competition, you know, but it just felt like everyone wanted to see each other do more than they could. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was just, it was, it was a good experience and, it just makes you want to do more, even though how bad you feel during it, all the positives outweigh the negatives, which 
doesn't always happen in real life. You know, one negative might outweigh literally every single positive, but you might, you, we literally feel terrible, you know, during these runs, but at the same time we feel like amazing for a little bit and that makes you want to do it more. Right. So it, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, shifting gears just a little bit here, Paul, before we wrap things up, talking about, I'd uh, love to hear some of the, the coaching stuff that, that you're doing as, as a fellow coach myself, I always love kind of picking brains and like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, give you a chance to say something that I've been saying for years and maybe people's ears plug up when I start ranting and raving about something, but you say it a different way and it, it, the message gets through. But, um, where, where did you kind of get into, into coaching and, and, um, you know, doing, doing what you're doing these days to help, help other runners and endurance athletes do their thing? Yeah. So I have, well, really it's, it's coming down to like, I've always been passionate about, you know, endurance, just performance sports in general, but kind of always done it as a hobby you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not too in love with the job that I currently have. I thought at one point this is like my dream job and the more you do it, it's like, okay, you know, this isn't really my passion. So I'm trying, you know, to make what I'm really passionate about, you know, more of like what I do on the daily. And I find that, you know, I have a little more purpose, a little more impact on people. That makes me feel better. You know, I do that full time, you know, have a little more autonomy in my choices. Um, so yeah, so I have four clients right now. One is more on endurance, but the other three are more just on general health and longevity. So you know, I'm just trying to gain a lot of experience. I'm relatively new, um, you know, so I'm really just taking in what I can get to gain experience. So yeah, I mean, I'm learning a lot, but yeah, definitely the impact you can make on people's lives is is awesome, and you know. Like, I feel like one interesting thing about being a coach is it's definitely a two-way street. It's kind of like being a teacher. Like you learn just as much from your clients as you're trying to teach them and help them with. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely been really interesting, and I think it's also probably going to help me in my own training too. Just realizing, like, you know what? I'm telling this person this, but do I even do it in my own training? <laughs> you know, like maybe I should slow down and really work on my. Like, am I really in that aerobic pace? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it, it's a good, I don't know how, if you feel the same way about coaching. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's, I, I, yes, you know, I guess, I guess yes is the short answer of just the, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate to be doing this for, I don't even know how long now, six years, seven years, something like that. Nice. And, um, you know, like, like the things that I've learned and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it is crazy to kind of look back and go, you know, somebody, you know, somebody asked me a question, what do you think about, you know, running with fat, being fat adapted? And I was like, ah, I don't know, like, eh, I know people do it, but then it's like, <laughs> I mean, for me now, like that's, that's kind of how I roll. And I'm I, not that I'm like anti-carb by any stretch, but like I, I eat relatively lower carb than probably most endurance athletes do, which is, which is fine. It works for me. Uh, but that got me, that, got, that, pointed me into heart rate training and now I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm all in on heart rate training and running slow and racing fast. And, um, as counterintuitive as it might be, I mean, I can, I can point back to, to, you know, when, when one athlete asked me about that and, um, you know, never, I, I don't know that I never would have gotten there, but would I have ever gotten there without that? I don't know. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it is, you, you're, you're right that it's, it's hopefully I'm helping them, but certainly they've all helped me in different ways and, and, stretched me and forced me to think about things from a different perspective and hopefully communicate it better. And, um, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome to, to feel like maybe you're, you're helping some folks, um, you know, reach, reach their goals and maybe even reach farther than what they thought was possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the goal. That is the goal. That is the goal. Um, kind of mentioned slowing down and staying aerobic and I, I, I don't, I feel like I've gotten the, the, the vibe from some of your, your posts and stuff I've seen on social media that that's, uh, that's a pretty big uh, piece of the puzzle for you. Am I, am I reading between the tea leaves correctly? Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that I found in myself that like I, I, I was probably just going too fast in the beginning and the more I slowed down, the better I actually got. And like, I don't know if, you know, with your heart rate training, you probably think, you know, something along the similar lines, but like I was kind of experimenting with heart rate a little bit too. And, you know, trying to find that, that heart rate that really was pushing my aerobic capacity more. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of just using, um, you know, kind of like RPE, you know, how I kind of feel, uh, because, because I, I just feel like I've done it so many times, um, that 
some of the data doesn't I, I don't always agree with some of the data so I'm just trying to like experiment with the feel but yeah I think one thing that a lot of people make at least in the beginning of the mistake is that they're just going way too hard and that's you know especially for running like that's probably going to make you not like it as much and you're going to be kind of you know what people call that gray zone like I'm, I'm a firm believer that you really have to go slow you know build that aerobic build that technique you know have more intense sessions you know do those hill sprints mm -hmm. and then also you know incorporate some you know if you if you really care about your pace workouts that are targeting that pace but I think where your major gains are going to be, especially in the beginning, if you're far off from a race or whatever, is going to be just going slow and just getting those miles and just build that volume. Because if you got that huge aerobic capacity, you could target or you can, you know, morph that to more speed yep. or, you know, more strength, whatever you have to do. Um, yeah, man, I think just going slow is... It might not be fun, but you might not be like, oh, did I, did I even get a workout in after that 45-minute easy run? But... I think it just kind of teaches you that delayed gratification. If you do that for four or five weeks, like all of a sudden you'll be like, wait a minute, like my running's all of a sudden feeling a lot better. Like I'm getting more miles in. I feel easier. Like I'm actually just going faster all of a sudden, but I, it still feels the same or it feels even easier. I think it's one of those things that people just kind of, it doesn't look sexy on the outside, but you kind of got experience. Yeah. Well, and, and, and not only that, and I certainly agree and second everything you just said there, Paul, but like, it's also just counterintuitive, right? Like, like, you know, it, it, although maybe it's not, you know, the kind of the more I think about it in different areas, it's like, you know, if, if I want to run fast, I'm, I need to run fast. If I want to, you know, lift, if I want to build bigger muscles, bigger biceps or whatever, like I need to lift heavier weights. If I want to do whatever, if I want to, you know, learn, learn whatever trigonometry, I need to study harder math problems, like, like kind of, sort of, but at the same time, mm -hmm. like if you don't have that, that foundation, you know, if you don't understand algebra, you're probably not going to understand, understand trigonometry if you don't you know have have good good form for doing a push-up you're probably not gonna be able to lift you know maximum bench press like like it's just it's just building that that base and that foundation that that you know to your point um it may not be sexy and and it may not be to my point i guess is it, it may not make logical sense that if i'm not how am i going to get faster if i'm not running faster all the time well you got to have that foundation in place that then allows the speed to come out um and also to to the point you made as well to do so hopefully safely and uh, reduce the risk of injury and things like that. But we just don't have, we don't have the patience sometimes to, to see the big picture and, and go that maybe I'm not going to be as fast for the next race as I, as I maybe could be if I just hammered all the time, but the next four races, I'll be in a better position for all of those races by slowing mm -hmm. down and building the base. Yeah. I mean, I, I was explaining to one of my clients, like it's kind of like building a house without building the foundation first. Mm -hmm. Like if you just focus on the structure, I mean, it's going to fall over. So you got to build a really strong foundation and take your time with that and then build the details, the structure on top, and then it's never going to fall over. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely is kind of counterintuitive, but I, I think a lot of people kind of struggle with understanding energy systems, like what kind of goes in internally in your body. Like, you know, like your one client asked, like, oh, should I be more fat adapted and things like that? Like they kind of get lost a little bit in the details when it's just like, yeah, man, just focus on the basics, like these right. proven principles where it's almost easier for you to understand. Like, don't even get in the weeds yet. Like, if you want to make, you know, 20% gains, focus on the basic principles. Like, the little tiny minute, minute details might just make you, like, you know, that 10, 5 seconds, whatever, faster. But, yeah, I, I think, like, you know, the body is pretty amazing, but it's also pretty complicated. So, it, it's we're still learning about it, you know. So, it, it's tough for everybody to kind of understand, but... Yeah, I, I, it's just interesting to see that running slow has gotten me faster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's sometimes it's a little bit of a leap of faith to to well, if I'm going to run two or three or four minutes, sometimes slower than goal pace, am I still going to be able to like what am I going to do when it's race day? You're going to be running goal pace is what's going to happen, um, or at least come pretty pretty darn close to it. But but yeah. it's just a, that leap of faith to to trust. Um, and be disciplined and, and hopefully, you know, not, no guarantees that it always works out, but my goodness, it's, it's got a pretty good track record. So, uh, I could talk about heart rate training and running easy all day, but at some point, you know, like I said, people's ears plug up automatically because they're sick of me talking about it, but thanks for at least humoring me a little bit. And, and, um, I appreciate that we're kind of on that same wavelength and, and, um, 
you know, like I said, there's different ways to get there. But as far as I'm concerned, you're 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 helping people do it in my version of the right way. So I, I love it. <laughs> um, as we're getting close to wrapping up, I guess maybe kind of the 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 um, final question that I usually like to ask. Well, it's not like a set question, but it's something of a more philosophical bent. And I feel like we've we've t- we've dabbled into some philosophy a little bit here as we as we've gone here. But uh, I'd be curious, you know, in in uh, to just kind of hear your thoughts on. Um, how running has, has shaped you, helped you, um, pushed you, I don't know, like, like beyond the physical. And, and you'd kind of mentioned earlier about how running can be a tool to, to better ourselves, um, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally. And, and so I guess maybe it's, it's an open-ended question and we can take this as long or as short as you want to, but you know, how have you seen running impact you in some of those other areas of your life, mentally, emotionally, maybe physically beyond just the running gains as well. Um, in your, you know, handful of years since, since, watching those David Goggins videos and, and signing <laughs> up for, for Richmond. Um, how have you seen running impact your, your life in, in other facets? Yeah, man, I, I feel like I probably have so much to say on this, but like just to keep it kind of short, I mean, I feel like at least running has just been a tool that, you know, I've seen just as a challenge and I'm, I've always been kind of a person that sets challenges and, you know, goes through them persistently determined and gets through it. And, you know, I always think that the the physical aspect, the physical gains are great, but what I've, what I've gained mentally, emotionally, spiritually from running and just pursuing and accomplishing these challenges have just, have just been greater than the physical. Like, you know, you might look good, you might feel good. That's great. But my mental has definitely, I've just like changed my perception, you know, on how I see myself on how I see others definitely been you know it was crazy to say but I've become more kind I've become more in the moment present um you know I saw a quote the other day that time isn't our greatest asset it's actually just our presence in that time and I feel like I've learned a lot of that through running you know just running in the woods feeling my like each step you know, how's my breathing or what am I looking at? Not thinking about what am I going to do after this running or how was work right the day, you know, the day before this or what do I have to do when I get home or what I do on the weekend? You know, it was just like, let me just enjoy this run for what it is. I'm grateful that I could be able to run. You know, I'm grateful that I have made progress. So I think it's just been an avenue where I've been able to take time and really think and look inward you know, consciously and probably even subconsciously too, just thinking about, you know, what's my dreams, what's my purpose, how am I feeling right now? And just thinking through things like, you know, you spend a lot of like, you know, you obviously know this, but you know, you spend a lot of time running and that's a lot of time in your own thoughts. And that could be, it could be good. It could be bad, but I feel like we could really target our thoughts the way we want to. And, you know, we kind of are what we think. You know, I'm reading this book right now, Think and Grow Rich, I don't know, by Napoleon Hill, if you ever heard of it. Basically, the main message is we are our thoughts. And if you think something, you're going to get it or you're going to be that. So, you know, it, it, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but yeah, it, it definitely has made me think, think differently, believe in myself more, have stronger desires for things, have stronger faith in myself and in others. So it's kind of crazy, but like, yeah, if I haven't started running, I don't know what I'd been doing differently or how I'd be different, but I'm just, you know, glad I, glad I did. So yeah, summarize that is just, it's a, it's a time to really look inward and a time to learn more about yourself. I love it. I love it. I'm sitting here with a big old grin on my face going, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So thank you for sharing that, Paul. And uh, y'all, if you want to continue to follow along with, with Paul is, is, you know, I mean, he's been doing this for a handful of years now, and, and who knows what uh, what the future holds and, and things he continues to learn and, and share. Uh, but on the social medias, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, at T-E-P underscore Cleveringa. Again, that's C-L-E-V-E-R-I-N-G-A. T-E-P underscore Cleveringa on the social medias. Dizruns.com slash 1188 will get you back to the show notes for today. As always, we'll have got some photos, got some links, got all the things that we talked about today summarized in the show notes for today disruns.com slash 1188 if you want it anything you need there we got it for you um paul thank you for uh for making the time today i'm, I'm glad we somehow stumbled across each other on on twitter a couple few weeks ago uh glad we were able to make this this chat happen and, and i'm certainly looking forward to uh continuing to follow along continue to learn from you continue to see 
how you go and how you grow and, and how running continues to shape you and mold you. And um, I'm just, it's just, you know, as much as social media sucks sometimes, I'm glad that we were able to go <laughs> through it and, and looking forward to staying connected and, and maybe somewhere across and paths in person. But thank you for the time today, my friend, and, and wish you nothing but the best going forward. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Paul and myself. And as per usual, would be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway du jour? Du jour. Um, for me, and it was kind of something that we, we glossed over relatively quickly, but it, it just it continues to stand out uh, since since recording. And, and I'm actually doing this a couple of days after our chat. So it's been it's been kind of rattling around in my head for a couple of days now. And it's, it's when we were talking about training for the Ironman and Paul was like, yeah, you know, I, I would just, you know, cause obviously the like training took a lot of time. And so he would run to the, to the pool, you know, before his, his swim workout to then, you know, run on the way home and just kind of, you know, find that as a way to squeeze in the double workout, um, you know, into his obviously schedule busy. Right. And the reason that that stands out is, is I know that some of us, and, and I'm, occasionally guilty of this. You know, I, I like to think that I'm, I, I don't always do this, but I, I do of kind of feeling like if I can't get, you know, a certain amount of workout in, it doesn't, not that it doesn't count, but it's almost like, eh, you know, kind of what's the point. And I think I've even said something in the past. I don't know if it's been on the show or where, but like tongue, it tongue somewhat in cheek, but like, you know, if I'm not going to get at least three or four miles in, like I'm not even going to go out the door. And that's kind of ridiculous, you know, quite frankly. Um, I'll, I'll call, I'll call shenanigans on myself for, for even thinking that thought because every bit counts. Right. And, and obviously we're all busy, you know, whether you're training for an Ironman, whether you're, you're not, whether you're training for, you know, a 5k, whether you're not, whatever it is, um, whatever you're training for, whatever goals you have, like, it's not like running is, our, is the only thing in our lives, right? It's certainly not for me. You know, there's, there's family life, there's, there's work life, there's, there's all the things having to add a new dog to the mix for us. Like that's been not a, a bad thing, but like I spend more time in the backyard throwing the ball now, which is cool, but you know, that, that interrupts from workflow. And then I'm going to try to make up that time elsewhere. And, and, uh, point being we're all busy. And so, you know, if, if, if you're not able to train as much as you might like, if I'm not able to train as much as I might like, which if I'm honest with myself, um, yes, I get up and go in the morning typically before, you know, before life gets too crazy and that's helpful. But you know, would I mind getting an extra run in here and there? Would I mind getting a strength training session in midday, you know, and, and do I sometimes not have time for those things? Absolutely. Um, but I guess where I'm going with this or, or why this was my takeaway is there's still opportunities, Right. And, and, and it may not look exactly like you want it to be. Um, and it may not even be the, the, the primary crux of the workout, but like, like we live in a neighborhood where there's like a community mailbox, right? We don't have a, we don't have a mailbox right in front of our house. So we're about a half a mile from the mailbox and seeing as Rebecca and I, neither of us go anywhere to work anymore. We both work from home. There's not a, like a convenient everyday stop at the mailbox on the way home to check the mail situation. So like, Sometimes I walk the dogs down there, but why don't sometimes maybe I just go for a run? You know, it might only be a half mile down and a half mile back. It might only be 10 minutes, but that'd be an extra mile, you know, in, in an extra mile one day, maybe doesn't make that big of a difference, but an extra mile four, four or five times a week. I mean, you can do the math on that. That's four or five extra miles spread out over the course of a year. Now we're cooking with gas. That's an extra 200 miles a year just to go check the, check the mail. Something that, that quite frankly, to run down to the mailbox and back would only take maybe a few minutes longer than driving down to the mailbox and back because obviously neighborhood and kids running around and all that kind of stuff. Like you're not just tearing, tearing down the street in the car. Right. And so, so I think it was just a reminder from Paul today to look for those little opportunities, look for those little, little areas where, you know, you can, you can squeeze a little bit of extra workout in and it's not, it's not massively uh, a massive time commitment and it might not be a massive workout, but it moves the needle. It moves the needle. And, and again, those, those little bits and bobs in isolation, I mean, I'm not going to say they're, they're useless or they're pointless, but like, you know, again, one, one extra mile squeezed to go get the mail over the course of a year. Hard to call that a factor. 200 extra miles over the course of the year to go get the mail. Hard to argue that that's not a factor. So you know, and that's just me. And that's just one example, but, uh, there's, there's other ways. I know there's other ways that I could get in extra time on feet an extra, extra mile here, extra mile there. 
Um, maybe a little extra strength workout here, a little extra strength workout there. Um, just gotta, just gotta kind of choose to do it. Even when it's not, you know, a set, like I'm going to do 20 minutes of workout. or I'm going to go get four or five miles in or whatever. So I don't know exactly how to, how to phrase that takeaway, but just, you know, there's the, my, I guess my takeaway today is that there's opportunities out there. You just got to look for them. Just got to look for them. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that Paul reminded me of that because I needed that reminder, needed that reminder. So anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it. Of course, uh, Diz runs or at Diz runs. I'm sorry. At Diz runs on all the socials, the, the X and the Twitter or whatever we're calling it, the Instagram, the threads, all the, all the, the, the hip and trendy places, I guess I'm, I'm at Diz runs there. Uh, of course, if you want to shoot me an email, disruns at gmail.com. And if you want to head over to the show notes for today, uh, where we've got the links put to Paul's social media, links to things we talked about, photos, write-ups, all the all the you know, other random links of things that might be useful. Uh, but, of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom of the page as well. Disruns.com slash 1188. We'll get you there. Disruns.com slash 1188. Back to the show notes to that comment section. Feel free to fill me in on your takeaway du jour. Not du jour. Your takeaway du jour on the website. I don't know how to say that in French. Somebody, Catherine, help me out. Melody, maybe you speak French. Melody, I know. You, I know you're from the Great White North. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. Let's wrap this up. This, is, this has gone off the rails. We need to pull it back, Diz. Uh, consult call. You want to want to want a little chit chat on some help with something that maybe you're struggling with on in your running life, uh, and I'll, I'll keep it on the rails on the consult call. I promise you for that. Uh, Dizruns.com/slash/consultation is the link. Get it scheduled. Get me on your calendar. Get get on my calendar. Let's connect. Let's talk. Let's try to give you some clarity on how to move forward. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Paul and I with you today. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.